Rock and roll American pop. I don't know how it goes. You don't. Is that it? Well, you can do it. I mean, I've literally just started recording, so you can try again if you want. No, I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you sure? Is that the, the, the rock and roll? I forget what it says. On Absolute Radio. Should we just listen to it properly? Yeah, I think so. The Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio. And uh, welcome to another episode of the Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Wow, really? Which, which is, I've got to be honest, that is such a an American way of doing an English accent. Just, just sounding well cockney. Just, just is it well cockney? I know We're what that means. To. I know what that means, by the way, cockney. What does it mean? It means that you are from a place in East London that is within a certain distance of a church bell ringing. I've literally never heard that before. Uh, and if you can hear the church bell ringing, I forget what church it is, I forget where exactly it is, but if you can hear the church bell ringing, then you are technically a cockney. Add us on Twitter if I'm correct. Um, or incorrect. Or incorrect, however much. And if I'm right, guess what, folks? Uh, I'm stealing some English points from Jeff. <laughs> well, that's by the sounds of things be. you are, because I've never ever heard of that in my life. Okay. This is a, an alternative look, sideways glance uh, at the National Football League, the NFL, looking at the maybe a little bit more bizarre things that have been going on and, and all of that. My name's uh, Jay Lawrence Carter. Is my name. Exactly. What's cracking? Your knowledge of England and English am customs. I, am I like technically more English than you right now? Uh, well, no, because no. I'm actually English. Oh, right. I said that super English. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. I'm actually English. Oh, yes, it is. I saw actually, um, there's a, an interview that um, uh, Bush and Ritchie, the uh, home time show here at Absolute Radio, they did with The Rock and Kevin Hart for their new film, Jumanji. Jumanji? J you know, Jumanji. We would say Jumanji. Okay, fine, whatever, I don't care. Is it, um, it strictly man's? Jumanji. Strictly a man, one man in Jumanji? No, it's not. I know. That's why, oh, we, right. that's why we call it Jumanji. Well, anyway, Kevin Hart does this absolutely... Uh, you can look at this on The Rock's Instagram page. The, yeah. the most atrocious, atrocious English accent that I I've ever heard. And it reminds me a little bit of that. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I, I can't do English accents whatsoever. Uh, and I, d I couldn't even... I know um, what a Brummie accent sounds like. And East London, obviously. But uh, I got nothing else for you. Just landed in Lyon. Lyon? Lyon. To Great Britain. Jumanji, the next level. It was good, right? Yeah. Life of this is to my voice. I just had to hear it. It's like I'm listening to my voice. I just had to hear it. What's your name? I think that you've got just as bad an English accent as Kevin Hart. Okay, mine's not that bad. That was horrible. Should we do a bit of a sum up of the last seven days? I think we should. In the NFL. Week the 14. Rock and Roll American Football Podcast with Jay Lawrence and Carter. Absolute radio. So Tom Brady has wheels. After showing everybody that he can actually run, just not very well, getting at least one first down through his legs at the weekend, the New England Patriots lose at home to the Kansas City Chiefs in a repeat Ooh. of their last season's AFC Championship game. Just went the different way. Yes. Uh, the most offensive game you could hope for between the New Orleans Saints and the San Francisco <laughs> 49ers. Ooh, Two geez. heavyweights 
Two Super Bowl hopes. Shootout. And we don't have to talk about who won. I'm glad to talk about it, Jay, actually. Actually, no, we don't. If you've got time, I got time. Somebody won uh, 48 46, thanks to a last minute. It might have been the 49. No. Garoppolo. Um, And it was the first appearance in the NFL by one particular man, Carter. Um, One icon to many. Mm. And somebody that might. I've heard this before. Fifty percent pass completion mm. off of four attempts. Ryan Griffin came on briefly for Jameis Winston for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, wow. And where did he go to school, Carter? I'm gonna guess somewhere in the southeastern United States, southern United States. Maybe in Louisiana somewhere. Tulane! <laughs> and I'll be completely honest with you, never ever heard that before in my it life. It sounded like some old big band stuff in like the 50s. I know, that's actually, 40s, maybe, if, they, if they tried to recreate all of that, that would be the number of people that actually go see Tulane on a week, a week by week basis anyway, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, it's, uh, it's been a, a, a funny, funny sort of weak though hasn't it for, for a few reasons I mean we'll start with um, the something with the New Orleans Saints and the San Francisco 49ers I can't really get away from it can I uh, despite being a Saints fan um, people were saying beforehand that they thought it was going to be some sort of defensive uh, matchup you know two big defences that have been doing quite well this season yeah. Drew Brees maybe not been quite as good as he has been previously and then Thank what you. happens what happens Jimmy Garoppolo the 49ers Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints just go off it was a shootout a shootout 48-46 I think in the end uh, Drew Brees looked good that's the thing. People have been saying Drew Brees hasn't been looking good this season. Yeah, he looked yeah. good. Now, here's my question to you right now, yeah, Carter. Sure. Offense yeah. or defense? Which sort of game do you prefer? Uh, right now, the offensive stuff is entertaining. The shootouts, this was a really entertaining game. It's, it puts butts in the seats. Turn, you know, People watch it, streaming server, wherever you watch football now, nowadays. People will watch it. People like long passes, lots of touchdowns, lots of movement. What's going to win you a Super Bowl, in my mind, is the defense. If you've got a better defense than someone, well, that's, that doesn't make sense. If you've got a better defense than someone has a better offense, then I think you're more likely to win. I also think it's, it's not as entertaining a game, but it, I think it guarantees more wins if you can stop the other team from scoring. If you can stop the other team from scoring, your offense can just be, you know, it's like the Chicago Bears old school, which their offense was great, the Dick Buckuses and all that stuff. Uh, all those guys were fantastic, and then they would just give the game to the offense. They look, don't screw it up. The uh, the the Saints were without Drew Brees for five games earlier this year, and they yeah. were winning. They won every single one of those. Did games okay, yeah, good backup, yeah. But their defense was on fire because their offense kind of wasn't. I mean, they were winning right. games like. You know, they they were scoring like you know eleven points, thirteen points in the games, but they were still managing to still winning to games. get victories. And then yeah. you've got this bizarre situation where now their offense is absolutely on fire. Yeah. But there, and the other question I wanted to ask as well was, now in regard, now genuinely, this sounds stupid. Yeah. Tell me, this is going to sound stupid. Oh, but tell, tell me, you. tell me if I've got some logic in this. All sure, right. Sure. Sure. Last minute, Saints are down. They need a touchdown to win the game, and they they need the 49ers to not score any points. Sure. Okay, right? Sure. So here's my query with you. Mm-hmm. 
They, uh, the Saints are have got 50 seconds left, mm-hmm. and Traquan Smith is running for the touchdown, yeah? Okay. Right. Here's my theory. Do you think that he could have just downed himself at the one-yard line, and then maybe they could have tried to save, try and get rid of some time, hoping that they could punch it in when they needed to? Or am, am I just being so ridiculous? That's a risky move. It's not... It isn't crazy if you trust your offense to come down and score. So if you got a long play, you make it 40 or if you make it, let's say it's a long one, says a long pass, pass play, you can get to the one yard line. You don't want to give quarterbacks like an Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady, a oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, by the Jimmy Garoppolo, by, you know, uh, you know, prime Eli, a Peyton Manning, perhaps, you know, take it back, Joe Montana, Steve Young. You don't want to give those guys more than two minutes or you know you don't want to give them 90 seconds at the end of a game especially if they got some timeouts yes it makes sense that if you can get a first down and it happens to be at the one yard line to down it before you score the touchdown and see what happens in the next few plays now that is a you are putting a lot of pressure on your offense and if that does not work out it would be seen in hindsight as absolutely ridiculous. The dumbest play yeah. that because points aren't guaranteed. Plus, I'd like to clarify as well that the 49ers did have some timeouts to use. So, if they were to go down on the one, doesn't really matter. Yeah, if there's a lot of circumstances. Yeah, if they had a bunch of timeouts, then they're going to stop the clock, which means you, the 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 um, expected result wouldn't be yeah, exactly. what you wanted. So it's it's risky. Hey, so there's a, some, there's a special edition of a feature that I want to use as well right now, if that's okay, okay with you. Okay, sure, sure. Um, it involves this. Special editions. This one, sorry. The What Were the New York Giants Thinking segment. <laughs> So usually this is the uh, what were the New York Giants thinking segment at points where we say, come on, what were the New York Giants thinking? Not a lot of thinking doing this. However, this season, this time I would like to do it as as this, right? The what were the New York Giants thinking segment. The what are the New York Giants thinking segment? What are they thinking? I would like to to, to pitch this to you right now. So last uh, last uh, on Monday, that was a fancy edit you did. Yeah, I was going to say right? it was just really quickly, and actually that was dreadful, <laughs> wasn't it? I'm so bad. I was thinking I should have just done it beforehand. Um, on Monday night football, it was a New York Giants versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, credit to the Giants, in my opinion, really for actually man- managing to get to uh, overtime uh, against the Eagles. But you know they did lose. Zach Ertz scoring a touchdown. Eagles win. Now, Daniel Jones, rookie quarterback, was not playing in this game. Injured. He's injured. He's injured for... uh, uh, He's not an IR. He's going to be... Or maybe... I I thought it was an IR. I thought it was an IR, which is the only reason you would pull up, you know, that's why you bring back the man. Ning. Elijah. No, I I believe he is not on IR. Forgive me, I was Um, incorrect. Now... So Daniel Jones didn't play the game. He looks to be not playing the next game, right. at least. What are the New York Giants thinking segment? Eli Manning didn't actually do too badly last night. Mm-hmm. Are they thinking, should we just play him out? Play out Eli? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Daniel Jones isn't playing. For, not for the rest of the season. Well, he he'll be playing at some point in the season, the rest of the season. So, so I thought that Daniel Jones went down with an injury, which if he did... 
then you absolutely play out Eli. You give him a swan song. You let him go to, I don't know how many, you let him go to four more stadiums, get his curtain call, call it a season. Call it a career even because he's not, he's not going to get the starting job again. And by the way, Eli had, a, had an okay game. He had a good first half. Good first half. Uh, the second half sucked. Uh, and um, the, you know the offense. The, we showed what we actually were, which is just a really bad team. And Eli, uh, not a great quarterback anymore. But you know, do you know what I feel quite bad for him for? What's that? Because somehow, somehow, over his long, long career, he has managed to get a <laughs> to, to 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 win. Literally the same number as he has lost up until last night. I was gonna, lost. I was gonna bring this up. I would think, I think it's like one sixteen and one sixteen. Well, it'll be one sixteen, 16 and one seventeen, which now. makes him a career losing quarterback. Now, this, this is how I feel about Eli Manning. Like it's, it's two sides of the same coin. Which is on one side, you've got a career losing quarterback. Well, up until this point, it was a five hundred quarterback. Okay, that's not great. On the other side. You got two. You got two Super Bowl championships, and that juxtaposition is the well. You like him, you love him because he got it to the Super Bowls, but you, there wasn't a ton more winning in the rest of his seasons, and so it's like ugh, okay. And that's how I, that's how I feel about Eli Manning as a quarterback. Thank you for the for the Super Bowls, but when he's bad, he's not. When he's bad, he's bad. Is that too harsh? Is that? No, I don't harsh, think that's. I don't think that's harsh at all. Yeah. I think that's you, what you've what you've just, just described is 2019 Eli Manning. We're not talking about 2008 Eli Manning, no, or 2009 geez, no. Eli Manning, no. or even you know uh, post Super Bowl Eli Manning. We're talking about this one, and part of me would quite like him to see win a couple games just so then he can say he was above 500 because now because you know he's got this he's he's in a big big quarterback family. Yeah. You know, you need, yeah. you need all the jive. You need to make sure you don't give them enough juice for them to, to, to make fun of you over the Thanksgiving table or the Christmas table. I, I think he's got the most Super Bowls in that family, though. But he doesn't, though, because is, Peyton, is Peyton got two as well. Oh, that's well, right. Well, I'll tell you what, that's they can both right. beat Archie, so uh, who played yeah. for the, a dreadful uh, New Orleans Saints team yeah. for a lot of his uh, career. Yeah. Uh, and that was the What Are the New York Giants Thinking segment. The What Were the New York Giants Thinking segment. Oh, this is rough. Folks, we're having a tough day. Let me tell you. It's raining outside. We're tired. Oh, man. Let me tell you. It's, it's tough being in the studio sometimes, folks, but we're doing the best we can. I'm trying to give you that six-star content. Today, it might be five and three-quarter stars. I'm not going to lie. It's... <laughs> I got a question for you. Uh, I had a question. I lost it. Steve, if you were to theoretically name your son after an NFL quarterback, who would it be? This is going to sound criminal. I'm actually going to go for Peyton. Peyton Manning. Right. Peyton. So what would you say if somebody named their son after Eli Manning? <laughs> uh, I'd, be, I'd be appreciative of that, but I just don't like the name. Anyway, let's move on. I believe his name is <laughs> Elijah Manning, okay? All right. Uh, well, okay. Shortened is Eli, which is fine, Elijah but you know. Carter? Uh, no. Oh. No, it is not Elijah. Well, Anyways, I'm not, is it Elias? You know, I'm not, I'm not sharing. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sharing that information. What was the question that you wanted to ask me? I had a question for you. What was the question? Um, two shootout Saints and Niners. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saints lost. Slipped to number two in the NFC. Three. Is it number three? 
believe so. Behind the Seahawks, maybe. Uh, but no, but behind the, uh, the 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 Packers because the Seahawks are oh. a number f- a f- a five. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah, lost too. Uh, better quarterback in that game, Garoppolo or Breeze? Oh wow, that's a difficult question because both of them played well. I would say that if you're just looking at statistics, you'd go with Drew Breeze. Mm. Um, but credit to Jimmy Garoppolo because this is his first real season. As much as he's been in the NFL for, for years and years, it's his first real season where he's actually been able to um, right. he's actually been able to get a, a season behind him. And you know what? Credit to him. But he's got the, the he's got the, the assets around him as well. You mm, know, George yeah, Kittle yeah. is a monster of a tight end. Yeah. Just trying to watch the Saints secondary try and pull him down. To, it that was just point. not happening in not any way. And you know, yeah, I'm watching yeah. this and I'm thinking you know, there's missing tackles, and then there's trying to tackle and still being taken for like another 20 yards. So, yeah. so credit to George Kittle uh, for that. San Francisco has a great team, uh, but tons of in- injuries this year. So the fact that Jimmy has been able to put well, that's together what I'm some saying. wins, they've had tons that. of injuries, but they stand, yeah. but they've still managed to to pull through. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Now that's not to say that they're going to stay at number one in in their in the NFC. Depends how the Seahawks get on, yeah. frankly. Um, but. We'll wait and see. I'm still hoping that the Saints can get that by. Mm. Um, now, look, I mean, speaking about the winners and, and uh, of the NFC, um, I want to just take us forward to February, if that's all right with you, to move forward a couple months. I know we're not at Christmas yet, but I want to take us forward to, to February. Black History Month in the United States. Well, there we go. I think we've, I, th- I don't think it is in the UK. I think Black History uh, Month October. is later in the year. I'd say October. I think it's October. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also the home of the Super Bowl, the month where the, the Super Bowl oh, is in right. Miami. Early February. Now, yeah. I don't want to necessarily focus on the Super Bowl per se, mm. but I would like you to it's early. to think about this season and think what we've seen this season. And I want you to finish this sentence for me, okay? Right. The winner of this season will be... Ooh, the winner of the season will be... I'm going to say... So it can be anything. It doesn't have to be. It can be a team. It can be a player. It can be anything. Somebody that would have done well out of this season. I'm going to say Mike Tomlin. That's a, a good uh, shout. Now tell me why. I'm going to say Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. Uh, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. By the way, I think he went to the College of William and Mary, oh, of course. which is in Williamsburg, Virginia. Yeah, okay. Shout out to Mike Tomlin doing his thing. Um, you you can't lose three offensive. Weapons in Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger in the same season. Start. I think they started one and four, and then I think they've won every game since. They haven't won every game since. Not every, not, no, not no, every no. game, but they they've put it together. And I think Mike Brown with uh, Mike Brown, uh, <laughs> Mike Tomlin, uh, with his cast of folks has put together a coach of the year worthy season. And there were, you know, that people were clamoring at the beginning of the year that maybe the Steelers should make a, a move, which, you know, is understandable because he's been there a while. They've won some Super Bowls, but he's been there a while and it's been challenging. If he had gotten fired, someone definitely would have picked him up because he's a great coach. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure he's staying now. How do you get rid of a coach that good with this team? Make it as far as they When have. you go through so many different quarterbacks. When you go well. through so many quarterbacks, so many changes, so many personnel changes, so much uproar from last year off the field, like in the locker room, just garbage with 
trifling it has players. It's been, it's been a, a funny se- a couple of seasons, really, for Mike Tomlin because of last year and because of the whole Le'Veon Bell and, and, yeah, you know, and yeah, towards yeah. The, the latter of the season, the Antonio Brown stuff. Uh, and then this year, you've not really had a chance to get it going and because of Big Ben and being Juju's out. out Juju's like, been injured. Yeah, yeah. You're correct. Now, the thing is, is that he did have... He had two quarterbacks there, mm. uh, in, and he had um, so he's got uh, Duck, Duck Hodges, Devin Hodges at the moment from the twenty fourth and a half century. He's got a um, uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name now completely. Um, uh, like Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph <laughs> benched. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, he's been benched. So he has been sort of shuffling between them, and he looks as if he's you know made a the better choice with Duck Hodges now, who seems a little bit more. Pro ready and also is uh, a class duck caller. Yes, world well. world class duck caller. Yeah, Very, as we found out last last week in the podcast. Question for you then, which is you know people win, people lose this year. Who's winning? Who's winning this year? The winner this season. Yes, I got a couple. Oh, Vic Fangio, Broncos head coach. I'm interested. Now here's the situation, right? All right. So it's the. It's been a nothing season for them. Joe Flacco has been his quarterback for a lot of the time. Now, they draft this guy in the second round last year, Drew Locke, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember at the beginning of the season, Vic Fangio was basically saying, we need to teach him how to play quarterback. And I was thinking, the sass! The <laughs> sass coming out of Vic Fangio right now. You're going to have to teach him to play quarterback right. in the NFL. Wow, I thought. I thought, that's, that's, that's a lot. However... Drew Locke has come in and he's won two games back-to-back against the Chargers and the Texans. Joe Flacco went out injured a while ago. That's slash teams. Now, the situation here, right, is that Locke is the first Broncos rookie quarterback to win his first two starts since... <sighs> rookie quarterback since... Who was the player? Um, I, need, I need a decade. 80s. Oh, jeez. Since Phil Simms. John Elway. Oh, he was he was okay. <laughs> Same team too. And Locke is no the first Broncos rookie quarterback. I did oh, say you did say that. I'm sorry. I Locke the is the only rookie quarterback in NFL history to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns in uh, in his first road start as well. Now my my point here, Vic Fangio, Broncos head coach, he's the winner because it looked like he was going to be the loser. It looked like he potentially could I be see. a one and done. I and I see. think now, when you've got this quarterback that's come in that's sort of lit up an organisation and more than anything else, giving you a lot of hope mm. and it's hope that you can build in uh, for the 2020 season, maybe this guy could be the you know the gunslinger of old. Maybe, maybe he can be somebody that can uh, ignite the Broncos. Learned what not to do, maybe from Joe Flacco. Vic, quite Vic Fangio coming in. Uh, Vic Fangio, on his debut season as a head coach. Yeah. Maybe he's going to be thinking, "I've got out of this. I should. I got out of this quite nicely because I'm going to be able to have another opportunity here potentially." That's a pretty. I mean, well, I, I might be wrong. Maybe he'll get he'll get fired in a few weeks' time, or maybe he's going to be looked back on as a winner because he'll be able to build on this. Have yeah, you got I, any others? I, I do. I do. I had two more. I'll oh, give you. Do it. No, I'll, do give, both. I'll give you one though. Okay, give me the best. One. Oh, okay. Oh, the best one. Ooh, okay. I might do both. Uh, I'm going to say surprisingly, the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Uh, a lot of losing this year, mm-hmm. but they've won because they got a whole lot of draft picks coming uh, for next season, for the next year's draft. 
And I can't remember how many. Well, they traded away a load of their assets. Yeah, I mean, they've I got a bunch six, of first round so, picks. Bunch they've of first got more, round than, picks. more in later rounds as well. Yeah. And do you know what? They've actually started winning as well on the field. Yeah. So, it, in fact, they are above the New York Giants. Thank you for that. In the AF, uh, in yes. the uh, NFC, NFC well, yes. just out of winning, I guess. They're not in the we same are, conference. We are um, dismal 2 and 10 this year. And they've won three. Uh, no, I thought it was only 2 and 10. I believe they've won three, I'm afraid. You know what you're doing? You are boosting us more than I am. <laughs> uh, and that division is so bad. It's between. I, I, I'm taking the Eagles, by the way, over the Cowboys, because the Cowboys are doing really poorly now. They're not. Uh, Jason Garrett's done. Oh, oh you think he's going to be a He's, he's done. He's done. Um, yes, but that for that reason, which is, in the beginning, everyone thought they were tanking, which, you know, arguably they were. Even traded away mid-season, some good, not mid-season, but... Well, they got rid of Minka Fitzpatrick, that's who's been been, uh, uh, one of the best pl- defensive players of the year. Exactly. Now the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep, so they, they got rid of him, uh, accumulated some draft picks, and then they started winning games, which means that there's still some fire in that organization. Uh, not like, you know, others in other professional leagues, which we won't talk about, that were tanking for a, a long time, a few seasons in a row. But in addition to that sort of fighting through to get wins however they got them uh, with, I can't name a player on that roster, who's who's the quarterback uh, of the Dolphins? Ryan Fitzpatrick, come on, you know this, oh, Fitzmagic. Fitz, former Magic. Uh, with those wins and with those draft picks coming, I think they might have a good season next year. The winner of this season will be Sam Darnold, New York Jets oh, quarterback. my God. Gosh, I don't even know where you're going with this Now, one. fair to say that the New York Jets haven't had a season that they thought they might or that they hoped. Mm. Uh, Sam Darnold goes down with the kissing disease earlier in the season. Mono. Uh, mononucleosis, folks. Not a game. Spleen stuff. Adam Gase, who came from uh, the Miami Dolphins, got sacked by them. Apparently, uh, friends with people in the organization at the New York Jets gets the head coach job, the quarterback whisperer, as he is known. <laughs> Uh, Jets oh. have been so bad this year. A little bit of ASMR. <laughs> Jets have been so bad. Jets have been so bad that Adam Gase, surely, 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 will not be their coach next year. I agree. So this is why I think Sam Darnold is a winner. Because you think he's going to get a new coach? Who's going to actually let him be a quarterback? I think he's going to get a new coach. I think that next year, hopefully, he's going to be healthy. I'm ho- I just think that you can be. In this instance, maybe he's a winner because he's not a loser. And I think that if stuff had stayed the same, Another he would, he would maintain the he would maintain the losing. Right. Adam Gase being there, I don't think would necessarily be uh, a big uplifting thing for the organization. I don't think um, Sam Darnold's play would have necessarily improved right. to the right level. You need to start fresh. They should have started fresh last year. Yeah, I agree. But I agree. Now with maybe that. they'll get the opportunity to. And if you're a New York Jets fan, you're just feeling a bit disappointed, really. Aren't uh, you? Like the Giants, all New York teams are suffering. The Knicks <laughs> too. The Knicks are trash. I got a last one for you. Do it. Uh, winner from the big winner from this season. Uh, he was a winner before the season started, uh, but I guess he had to start his contract in order to get all those monies. Which is the coach of the soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders. Who am I talking about? From the John booth, Gruden. From the booth. John Gruden. What a winner he is. From the booth. Lived a great life. Uh, doing booth stuff. 
Commenta- <laughs> commentating on folks, doing all those specials with ESPN and everything. And then he signs this massive, I think it's like 100 million. T- 10 years, 100 million. And uh, unlike players in the NFL, I believe for coaches, that's just money in the bank. Money in the bank. And the Oakland Raiders this year, still in Oakland, not yet, haven't gone to Vegas yet, uh, not doing great. No, I understand they, they, it's a turnaround started, season. They started well. Started well. I understand it's a turnaround season because it's the first year the coach is there, but not doing well at all. And I want to say another couple years of this. I want to say one more season of this, rather. Uh, he's going to have, there's going to be some of those Adam Gase type conversations. And if that's the case, then what you get is a John Gruden who's got another $80 million over the next decade to kick back in a booth somewhere, still get paid that contract, and, and live his life. So what you're saying is he's a winner. He's a winner because he might have, have some money in the bank. He might be, yeah, he might have lost if it. You look at their, if money. you look at their uh, record, though, considering that the Raiders were just looked upon so badly at the beginning of this season, mm-hmm. six and seven. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. Definitely not. They're above the Broncos, and they're above the Chargers. True. True. So what I guess I'm saying is, yes, they've lost three in a row, but there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL. Though I want I want to know who they lost to. I can't I can't recall off the top of my head, but um, they lost. Uh, well, I can't remember off the top of my head, unfortunately. Well, we're not, we're not savants, folks. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you what, the wi- that's not the winner of this season, though. That's the winner of the, potentially. Yes, yes, uh, I agree with you. The potentially looking, next season, potentially maybe season after. Uh, next. I reckon. I reckon he's going. They're, they're gonna, uh, ten years is a long time. Long time. I, I think he'll make it at least three. At least three. Do you remember uh, a few weeks ago when um, we had somebody on asking, uh, doing a "Don't want to be an American football idiot" about mm-hmm. um, why do they people ask? Why do people bring up their universities? Pedigree. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear Tyler Lockett, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver? Wouldn't mind it. Tyler Lockett, Barnett Elementary. DK Man. <laughs> Elementary school. And he's probably playing Pee Wee football back then, too. Got this one uh, from James Parsons, who uh, listens to the podcast. James Parsons, Woodgate School. There we go. Do you want to do one? What's Woodgate? James Parsons. Oh, it's on Woodgate repeat. School. Wait. What's Woodgate wait, School? Wait, wait. This is elementary. James Parsons. Woodgate School. So it's repeating. I feel like we uh, do you want to do a beat underneath this. James Parsons. Woodgate School. No. James Parsons. Oh, Woodgate School. My goodness. James Parsons. Well, you, you're off. You, you can't do the beat. Be off. What are you doing? James Parsons. Okay. Wait. James Parsons. Woodgate School. James Parsons, Woodgate School. Slightly off. James Parsons. Yeah, that was off. Right. You're still, you're still. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, it's tough in the studio sometimes. I'm not gonna lie. It's, you know. What's your what school did you go to? I went to uh, let's do uh, your, your your elementary or primary let's, or your let's, lower. Oh, wow, let's do uh, let's do a high school. So let's do uh, Jamestown High. What is it? Eagles. James Jamestown. Jamestown High. Jamestown High. Sounds so J-H-S. made up. Uh, it sounds so colonial because it is. Green Lee's Lower School. 
Green Lee's yeah. Lower School. That's where I, where I went to school. Yeah. Is that in Swansea on Sea? No, I went to Leighton Buzzard. Is that Le- Buzzard Leighton? Late, yeah, yeah. In it. In it. I heard in that. It. I was. I heard that. Regret Look. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact, speaking of uh, James Parsons, uh, this week's uh, "Don't Want to Be American Football Idiot" comes from him. Hi guys, so my question for Carter today is regarding the American football rivalries and them not really making too much sense for me. Um, So, compared to English football where I'm a West Brom fan, so our rivals are whoever's local to us, so Wolverhampton Wanderers, Aston Villa, and being a Dolphins fan, our rivalries are Bills, Pats and Jets, Um, obviously in our division. I was trying to make sense of how the rivalries come around yeah, how did how did it get worked out? Because surely, if you're going on location, it'd be the Jaguars and the Buccaneers. Thanks, guys. Uh, James, good question. Most of the this is according to me because there's loads of local there's loads of local lore around who's your rival or who's not. Many times in the NFL, it's it's all interdivision. So for the Giants, I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> I hate the Cowboys. They got smacked this weekend, and I couldn't be happier. They're still a top of the NFC East. They're still uh, probably win our division, and I and they went down, and I could not have been happier. Uh, I don't like the Cowboys teams of old. Uh, never been a fan of Jerry Jones. Don't like it's the still, stadium. I don't want this to become a, a hate, ca- hating Cowboys. I'm just bit. explaining it. It's divisional stuff. So it also comes from the um, like traditional like really really good games in the early nfl came from those so you've got like the packers and the bears that's like a local thing uh, i'm not sure they're in the same division don't don't quote me on that one yeah they are. yeah yeah but you got the saints and the rams and not the saints and the rams falcons thank you Man, Jeez. What's up today? i don't know falcons and the saints my goodness uh, but look, yeah, you're right. That's a, you know that's a division thing. It's, all, it's mostly divisional stuff because you you fight with these folks. You play them twice a year. You got to fight with them to get you know make it to the playoffs. But he does he does make a point about like you know uh, let's say Dolphins, um, uh, Jaguars, and Buccaneers. You know all Floridian teams. But yeah. it does, it's not really much of a doesn't you don't hear much of a the, thing. No. People don't really care, do they? Yeah, well, the, so the Jags, are, I think the most recent expansion yeah, team. Yeah. So no, there's no built-in rivalry there. Uh, even with the teams, there are two teams in L.A. right now, technically. They don't care if they play each other or not. There's yeah, no rivalry there. And it's L.A. I so mean, do you think it just needs a bit, needs, it's the history, really? It's the history and so, it's the division. So, for example, you know, let's say that, um, well, I mean, it's kind of an obvious thing to say, really, but let's say the same three teams play each other and the same two teams play each other in the Super Bowl three years in a row. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly that's, that's heated. Yeah, yeah. And that starts something. Um, Giants and the Pats, for example, not in the same division, but they played in the they played in the Super Bowl twice, I think, right? So the Giants beat the Pats. Yeah, the, yeah, and, yeah, the, yeah. And, and you're right. And the Giants uh, or the Giants won each time, yeah, despite yeah. Uh, the Patriots being uh, yeah, yeah. you know on paper yeah, the, the exactly. better team. Yep. Um, so it's a very good point. Um, hopefully that answered the question. I hope it did. I'm, I apologize for the roundabout answer, but I don't apologize. I'm just explaining myself. <laughs> Thank you for the question, James. Thank you very much, uh, Carter. Thank you very much for the uh, the question as well. That's about it for the podcast this uh, week. We'll be back 
next week, wherever you get your podcast from, rate, review, and all of that business, please. You can follow us on Twitter, RNR American. And if you want to ask Carter a question, if you don't want to be an American football idiot, it can be about American football. It can be about you know anything. Frankly, he will answer it. I will make him answer it. R N R American on Twitter. Uh, if you would like to do one of those. And Carter, I'll see you next week. Can you mm. just do me a favour? What's that? Just do this for me. Do what? Just do this. I don't know what that is. It's beatboxing. Is that beatboxing? Yeah, I'm very good. Is that beatboxing? No. Folks, is that beatboxing? Just have a go. Have a what go? Just try and do it. Try and do what? I don't even know what that is. It's beatboxing. You sound like you need some chapstick. Can you do are you going to try and you do it or not? You got something on your tongue you're trying to get out? Is that what that was? Why are you spitting at me in the studio? I got I got spit on my glasses. I need to clean these off now. This is this is getting out of hand. I don't understand. James Parsons for Gate School. The Rock and Roll American James Football Parsons Podcast. Rate, oh, review, and weird. subscribe wherever you James get your Parsons podcasts. Absolute Radio. James Parsons, Woodgate School.